Welcome to our next episode here with uh, Pastor Mark and Pastor Jeremy. We do our podcast on current events and I've enjoyed, enjoyed uh, sharing it with uh, all you folks and uh, enjoy uh, getting together with you, Pastor Jeremy, and, and hearing your thoughts on these things as well. Yeah, it's always a good time and thank you to everybody for tuning in as usual and we'll look at another interesting article for today. Yeah, we got an article from uh, just this last week, just a few days ago even, uh, about this huge winter storm that uh, went through the United States, almost all of the United States. If you, like me, live in Arizona, you did not notice it all that much. No, not not a whole lot. Maybe before we get to the actual title of this mm-hmm. article, all of our people might have seen a special day on the calendar of February 2nd, which is what? Do you know, Pastor Mark? Groundhog Day. That's right, Groundhog Day. And our fine little furry friend poked his head out of his uh, little hobbit hole Mm -hmm. and looked around, and wouldn't you know it, he saw his shadow, which means what? Six more weeks of winter. Six more weeks of winter. And right on cue, uh, (laughs) this storm seemed to show up. Now for us, as Pastor Mark mentioned here in Arizona, six more weeks of winter uh, doesn't really mean maybe a whole lot, but I know a lot of us have friends and family in other areas of the U.S. and uh, many of us too travel around uh, going to different places or maybe uh, some of our people uh, winter here and have places there in the summer, but uh, we know all of us know what it's like to feel that sensation of cold. So the title of the article, more than 100 million people in path of the major winter snowstorm, ice storm uh, from Texas to the Midwest to the Northeast. 100 million people. That's a lot. I, I, I forgot, I know it said, at least in this article or another one, I saw how many states were going to be mm-hmm. affected. I can't remember what the number was, but it was it was so, so vast. Well, they started listing the cities that are were under the storm's you know effect, serious effects. Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, St. Louis and Kansas City, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, Syracuse, New York, Burlington, Vermont, Portland, Maine, uh, and of course, including that, my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, many places in between, Boston, Pittsburgh, you name it. Yeah, I just remember looking at this article and saying, I think it would be just as easy to mention all the states that were not getting this <laughs> severe weather, that there were so many people being affected. Well, you could have said that before I listed off. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's true, too. That's all right. A 3,000 mile swath. Yeah, it's so, so large. We consider the size of the United States and think about what that means. If you ever had to drive 300 miles, you know what that's like, but 3,000 miles, I mean, that's a big distance. That's a huge storm. So the uh, effects, of course, are, are still being felt even, even today. Um, we see cold in Arizona as an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. It's down to maybe 36, Yeah, maybe 34. It's never gonna get to 32, right? <laughs> That's the rare thing. But this is crippling uh, for schools, for transportation, work, travel. Uh, it just uh, it affects everything. I know the very first day of the storm that uh, hit Memphis, I was within an hour and power was already going out yeah. in homes uh, 
people I see on Twitter. And um, I think uh, a quarter inch of ice, a quarter inch of ice is all it takes to bring down a power line. That's enough weight, water weight, to bring down a power line. And they were starting off with like a half an inch already wow. twice what was, yeah, we take down a power line. Yeah, when you start seeing some of these things, it's more of just uh, an inconvenience for a lot of people. It actually becomes uh, a danger, right? Whether it's having down power lines, uh, trying to travel from one place to the next, not having electricity or heat for a facility who needs that, especially some type of a hospital or a different care facility. And it's something that really can, well, become just dangerous in the lives of people. So what stood out to you uh, about this story? So actually what stood out to me the most was the number of people that were being affected. Not right. so much the weather yeah. itself, but the number of people. So I saw this and I started thinking, okay, it says more than a hundred million people are in the path of this, this winter storm. So I started thinking, okay, so how many people are, are not in this path? So right now in the United States, our population is a little over 330 million, close to, close to 335 million as of today. So out of that 335 million, nearly you know a third mm -hmm. are being affected by the storm. One out of every three people, very, very significant. Also, I started thinking about within this uh, article, still on that same subject of numbers, uh, in the United States, whether they're regular churchgoers or not, about 230 to 250 people claim to be Christians. They say that they're Christians. So out of our population, also nearly one in three people are not a Christian or do not claim to be a Christian. Almost the exact same number yeah. is in our article today. Right. And so I started thinking about this article and you know, this got published and posted before the storm came, before the storm hit. And people were able to take certain precautions. People were able to be warned, especially because of the technology that we have today and the communication that we have today. And because of that, I'm sure certain lives were saved or people were less affected because they were able to receive the warning that was mm -hmm. coming that uh, this big storm is approaching. Right. So I started thinking about that from the concept of evangelism in the people in our world who do not yet know Jesus. Literally about the exact same number. Yeah. In our country. There's about 100 million people in our country that don't know Christ. And you know, today we also have wonderful technology, wonderful uh, communication efforts to be able to tell people around us who Christ is. And to put it bluntly is a uh, reference to this article about the approaching storm that, mm -hmm. that awaits our world. Uh, it's uh, kind of a one in the same. It will be a celebration when Christ comes back for all of those who claim for him to be savior. But at the same point, it's also something that's that will be, you know, tragic for those who do not yet know who their savior is right. at that point. And so I was trying to think about uh, a Bible verse today and the Bible verse that came to my mind, super simple from Mark chapter 16, uh, verses 15 through 16. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus says to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, 
but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Uh, the concept that Jesus from the very beginning tells his disciples, you know, go out and share with people around you the good news. Because at the end of the day, whoever does not believe, uh, unfortunately, that condemnation awaits. And, you know, I would assume that most people, when they heard about this storm, took certain precautions. Yeah, they of course. were able to believe Buy milk people. And yeah. Get salt for the driveway. You, or... Tons of things, yeah. right? Maybe, get, maybe getting a generator. Maybe, like you said, you know getting the extra coming. food. All these different elements. And they took those preparations because they knew what was coming. So my question for our audience today, as well as for the two of us is, you know, do people around us, that hundred million, do they know what's coming? Mm -hmm. And uh, in a lot of ways, we need to be prepared for that, being able to be prepared for the day that Christ comes back. And that's not just for those hundred million, but it's for the other uh, 235 million of us that say we are Christians too. Are we prepared and are we doing the best job we can to prepare and notify others. Mm -hmm. Just like you would want to tell your neighbor, hey, did you hear on the news? This huge storm is coming. Is there anything that I could do for you? We want to be do the exact same thing as Christians and being able to share the gospel to people around us. Let me get your thoughts on this. This is uh, an interesting, uh, I call it a dilemma, but it's just a challenge for us, I think. Uh, well, like, so decades ago, right, a very popular method for sharing the gospel would be, you know, hi, sir. Hi, Mr. Smith. Uh, listen, if you died tonight, do you know you would go to heaven? Or is it possible you might go to hell? Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying, it, it seems like the, um, the American churches today really shy away from kind of this warning, disaster coming, warning, warning, danger ahead uh, into uh certainly much more uh, wanting to be friendly and fun mm -hmm. and inviting. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, I'm, now I'm not saying there's uh, no way to do, you know, both are true. Sure. Obviously. But, sure. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on how, how do we, sh how do we get beyond the warm fuzzies of, uh, you know, make Jesus your friend and, and have, have a good life to, Hey, you know, this is actually life and death. This is serious, and you need, you know, mm -hmm. you need to prepare for, hmm, like you said, when Jesus comes back. Yeah, and I think maybe it's different in different situations. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, is it the person that you've met them uh, and have a relationship that's lasted uh, 40 minutes because mm -hmm. you were sitting next to them uh, in line waiting for something? Or is it the individual that you've known for, for 40 years? Mm -hmm. Also, where are they at in their you know walk with, with the Lord? Is this something that's brand new to them? Or is it something they've been thinking about for a while or you've had conversations before? When it comes down to it, I think it's really reading the, the situation for what it is sure. and not being too aggressive to be able to push somebody away, but not being too lenient either to let somebody off the hook. And I think if we look in scripture, we really see that's the method that Jesus himself takes with everyone he comes in contact with. He is never overly pushy and condemning people around him, even though he's warning about the hour that will come. And he's also never he's not uh, shy either. No, no, no. He's, he's telling people <laughs> yeah. where they're at and what's going on. And we see people respect him for that and actually really respond well. Now, I will say, 
I and none of our audience are Christ himself, which is the, the perfect example of being able to share this. But our Lord tells us that he is always with us in being able to share this word and being able to present this to others. And just like uh, this article here, this article wasn't written necessarily to scare people. Mm -hmm. It was written to be able to inform people. And so how do we do that? We're informing people with a warning that uh, may be coming and will come, but we're also at the same time doing it in a manner where you're trying to equip people and to be able to help them out. I think I'm, I mean, it's a great point. Uh, obviously, one uh, individually based uh, evangelism, sharing our faith, depending on who they are, where they are, how well we know them. Um, I, yeah, but I would say, you know, just don't shy away from there are consequences for sin, there's consequences for this world, the sinful world. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, well, burned yeah. <laughs> and re yeah. recreated. I, I think maybe this could be a tool. Maybe this could be a jumping off point for Christians because I see every catastrophe, disaster, war as a reminder mm -hmm. that this world is not the way God wanted it to be. No, no. And so we we're talking to, oh, that, yeah, that blizzard in the north. Yeah, and you know, there's going to be some people that suffer uh, through this. And yeah, I don't believe that that's what God really wanted. No. Getting, but our, you know, our errors, mistakes, maybe sin is a too theological of a word for a lot of people, but, you know, just coming, trying to tie, tie it back to our theology, what, what we know is true, but maybe say it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was the effects of, of humans on this world that has caused, whether it's abject poverty or disaster or war, certainly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. millions of lives lost in war. That is whatever. Whenever we see these things, it's it's a really stark reminder that, that oh, this this isn't heaven and this isn't what God intended. This isn't the Eden that He originally created. You know, we have really messed this up. And then not only do you need to be saved, but like this this plan of God's salvation of Jesus is about saving the whole world. Yeah. Like John 3, 16 is, uh, for God so loved the cosmos, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. the, Greek, the whole creation uh, is going to be reclaimed and redeemed and restored. And I think that's maybe a, a good way to maybe tie those two things together uh, when we're talking with people nowadays. Uh, so it's not one, it's not just individually, you're, you know, do you know you're going to heaven or you're going to hell? Uh, but it's also certainly not that kind of accusatory heavy handedness. Yeah, yeah. But if you are talking about the weather <laughs> or any big news item, the murder rates increasing all mm -hmm. across the country, mm -hmm. carjacking is 500% up, natural disasters. Uh, I think that's an easy jumping off point to say, yeah, isn't it, isn't it sad that uh, we've really messed up God's work. We've kind of tried to do our own thing instead of doing everything the way God wants us to do it. It's a great point. And, uh, and then Jesus, right? Jesus is always the, the answer for that. I think another thing about uh, catastrophes are, are like x-rays on our country. What do you uh, mean? Go, go into that more. Who suffers the most when there's a ice storm in Houston or a hurricane in 
Louisiana, who are the people who freeze to death in their homes, or who drown trying to get other homes? Well, most of the time, I guess, would be people who do not have the resources to be able to uh, help themselves further, to be able to have something that is needed to be able to get through right. that situation. Like, so before Hurricane Katrina, how many people in America knew, even heard of the Ninth Ward? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it was completely unknown. It's invisible to us. There's places like that all over the country in every, every state. Um, but like I said, this kind of shines a spotlight on our citizens, first of all, just citizens, <laughs> even if you're not a faith, you know, yeah. faithful person, yeah. but brothers and sisters just in Christ, humanitarian. You know, uh -huh. uh, right, who have uh, serious needs uh, that I think we should all be. The church, for sure, although the government, again, has those safety nets, but the government is certainly not efficient in any means. But uh, the church is always charged with that task of being the hands yeah. and the feet of Jesus mm -hmm. and caring for the, the widow, the orphan, uh, those people that need it. So, again, kind of tie it all back together, I think. Uh, my Bible verse was uh, Revelation 22, verse 20. We're getting to the very end of the book. And uh, basically, Jesus uh, announces, I am coming soon. Right, he's coming back. And John replies, Amen. <laughs> Come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. And that's another reminder. Every time we see a disaster, a catastrophe, a war, that uh, come, Lord Jesus. It's easy for me personally. Uh, and it's been this way my whole life. I've had such a blessed life. I can remember... Uh, Whenever it is that once, twice a year, I guess at church when they kind of talk about the the end times or the end of the world, Jesus coming back, you know, I always kind of think, well, not yet. Let me get out of college and then Jesus, you can come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold yeah. on, I want to get married first. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'd really like to have kids. Just wait a little bit long. Wait a little bit long. That's because my life is so good. Yeah. That there's so many people uh, suffering with diseases. You go through through. Uh, skilled nursing facilities mm -hmm. and see humans where they're physically or mentally uh, debilitated, suffering. I mean, s the sickness of sin, the effects of it is all around us. And uh, it's easy for us to not notice it or not, I don't want to say care, but not care that much about it. Uh, but again, these kind of situations shine a light on that. Uh, maybe like an x-ray, I was saying. And we can kind of see below the surface and be like, oh, wow. There's a lot of suffering people in this world, and yeah, it, I really want Jesus to come back soon <laughs> and, and make it all right again. I like that, being able to look at something through a special lens, an x-ray as you mentioned, to be able to see something that exists under the surface that maybe we don't always have drawn to the attention of our naked eye. And so for all of us out there today, as we think about uh, this simple article, or as Pastor Mark mentioned, all the different uh, tragedies that happen with our world. We remember that, that the entire uh, world, all of God's creation awaits in times of groaning, we are told, mm -hmm. for our Lord to return. And so do each one of us. And so maybe that's our simple prayer for today. Uh, come Lord Jesus, be able to be here with us, be able to take these things away. But in the meantime, 
Lord, give us the strength, the energy, the courage, the wherewithal to be able to share with the millions that are out there the good news that you have given to us. Amen. Amen. And with that, we will see you at our uh, next edition of our podcast. And just a reminder, too, if you're here with us at Desert Foothills, one of the ways you can serve this week uh, and the week to come is looking at being able to donate a can or two of soup for our Super Bowl supper that we're celebrating. And that's one way that we as a community of believers can reach out to people within our community to be able to serve them. Again, thank you for your time today and we'll catch you next time. Bye.